This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Frank and Zach's new kissing booth, but there's no girls allowed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that couldn't get a leading role. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And Still today, waiting for that callback. <laughs> today, we are talking about actors who we personally feel like deserve to be leading men or women, but for whatever reason, they're always like a sidekick, mm-hmm. <laughs> a supporting actor. Um, so I have a few. I have a good amount. Um, okay. Uh, but I would like you to start off. Okay. I have normal five. Okay. Um, cause this was a little hard for me cause like most of the actors and actresses that I really enjoy are kind of like, cause you're a basic ass bitch. A though. little bit, but like uh, more along the lines of like that leading slash like, you know, B list actor. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like something like that. Um, so I really kind of like dug deep a little bit. Uh, so my first one is the actress, uh, Danae Guerrera. Um, who you might know from The Walking Dead as Michonne. I don't, because I've never watched The Walking Dead. Welcome to this thing. <laughs> um, so, Danae, I, I really enjoy, like, I haven't seen, like, a lot of, lot of, like, what she can do, but, like, the things that I've seen, like, it seems like she can do, like, so much more. Um, she also played Okoye from Black Panther, um... And those are like the two biggest things that I've seen her in is The Walking Dead and uh, Black Panther. But it's interesting because it's like, you know, when you have like an actress who is first really introduced like more in like terms of like a TV show, I feel like that always benefits because it's like you have more time to like draw out a character. You have more time to like build that range. Yeah. And she from the start was like the highlight of it like her as Michonne was just this badass who you got to see over time like kind of break down her walls and like be a part of like the group itself um and then it doesn't hurt too that like you know being in like a Marvel or superhero film like I I feel like at this point like there's always kind of like a negative to it but it helps out a lot of careers like you really build like a reputation off of it especially somebody like Chris Pratt who it's like you know, he was not doing a lot. Like, everybody knew him as, like, Andy, the fat guy from Parks and Recs. Yeah. And now he's fucking Star-Lord and ripped and everybody <laughs> loves him. So, like, it helps out. Um, So, she's definitely one where it's, like, I think that given, like, a few more years, she can be billed as, like, a top tier. Yeah. It's it's funny because I, I was just looking through... Uh, I don't have Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but... Um, my girlfriend's sister does and we were over at her place and she had Disney Plus and I was going through and dude the amount of fucking spinoffs oh, yeah. that Marvel has from their just their standard film line of mm-hmm. like hey this is our franchise oh okay and then there's you pretty much if you if you are in a Marvel film you're gonna have like a, a TV show basically fucking, like look at our boy Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight right now yeah like I, I watched the first two episodes. Like, I'm not in love with the show just yet, but I love Oscar Isaac. Like, he's yeah. doing this really fucking and now great he's job. in the Marvel Universe, of course. Yeah. Well, no. So, here's the thing, too. Like, sorry to, like, derail this a little fine. bit. So, he is the only man that has been a Marvel character for three separate companies. Like, he was Apocalypse in Age of Apocalypse for yeah. the Fox movie. He's Spider-Man 2049 for the Sony, like, Into the Spider-Verse films. And now he's Moon Knight for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Mm. He's the only man that's ever done that. <laughs> so, like, good on him. Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to highlight uh, Bruce Dern. So... Laura Dern's dad. Ah. <laughs> uh, you, you look. You looked immediately lost. Um, <laughs> Does so, Laura Dern count? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, uh, she's in there. Then. Okay. Um, well, Bruce Dern is her father, mm. and you may know him from The Hateful Eight. He was the old man that gets shot by yes. um, uh, Samuel Jackson. Yes. Big blonde. Big. What was it? My big black dingus or whatever yes. it is <laughs> in your son's mouth. Um, that's Bruce Dern, mm-hmm. and. I've always appreciated Bruce Stern. And it's funny because I watched an interview with him and he and he was talking about how when he was young, somebody basically told him that in his career, his whole career, he was never ever going to be a leading man mm-hmm. until like like the more end of his life. Wow. And then that's and, kind of what happened. That's literally what happened. <laughs> but every time I see Bruce Stern in a film, he always is a standout to me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in the hateful eight, I think he does a great job of kind of bringing this sort of very racist, but somehow you still kind of care about him in a weird way. Like you kind of don't want him to get shot Mm -hmm. when he does get shot. Yeah. You're like, ah, no, (laughs) not him. I kind of felt bad. (laughs) Um, yeah. So like, I don't know. Every time Bruce Dern shows up, I've always felt like he was a, um, a, a person of highlight and it's kind of weird to like see Laura Dern as well because truthfully like it's one of those names where it's like yeah I love I love seeing Laura Dern in something mm-hmm. but she's never like the, the main yeah like except for the David Lynch films yeah that's true like yeah. he absolutely adores her yeah as so sh- most of the world should I think so right um so he's and like you look at through his like IMDB and it's just garbage films <laughs> like it's just Nothing. so bad um, and of course, he's got like a few like in there that that are like sort like more uh, impressive. But I don't know. Like for me, when you when you're watching, um, uh, when you're watching Bruce Dern, and he shows up in like a Tarantino film, it's like clearly Tarantino sees something. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, when Tarantino sees something, there's got to be something there. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I've always just kind of. I wonder what like a Bruce Dern in his prime in like some really gritty westerns. Mm-hmm. What could uh, have been? What could have been? Mm-hmm. Because I think that he's got this. There's something like with his eyes and the way that he delivers his lines. He's just got this like he truly, truly believes what he's saying, and he and he says it with like such just like vigor and sincerity mm-hmm. he's like this is what it is and you're like you can't help but just be completely engrossed and by like what he's like saying my god the man could have been a new age clint eastwood yeah <laughs> damn so uh, i wanted to highlight bruce dern because nobody ever talks about him okay very nice um another one that nobody ever talks about and we have actually we talked a little bit about him uh caleb landry jones yeah the man surprised us in get out yeah. Um, I, I really think that like, and again, I haven't seen like a lot, a lot of stuff from him. I know him as Banshee from like the X-Men like origin films. Um, we saw him in Get Out and then he was in the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, but specifically like Get Out, like the man showcased that he has range. I, I thought that he would have been a better pick for, um, Matt Reeves Joker. Yeah, Bear, whatever his name is, Barry Co- Cohegan or Cogan, whatever. Yeah, that Barry Cogan. Yeah, from uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, f- fucking <laughs> come on, Zach. Sacred, come on, Zach. Killing of a sacred deer. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, 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 like when when I watched him in Get Out, I was like, I think he would make a really good Joker mm-hmm. in a in a Marvel or in a um, DC, you know, Batman film. Uh, and then we got fucking Barry Cogan. Yeah. Which I mean, is, I don't hate fine. it. I yeah. I like Barry Cogan, yeah, but like. Fine. I don't know, man. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, fucking Caleb has like that range of crazy. Yeah, he does. Like, he can, he, he, he can, goes real crazy. Like, like, he can be convincing. Yeah, and he, I, I really feel because like he's still young. Like, I think he's only in like his late twenties, early thirties. Um, like he has time to really develop and like really like showcase like what he can do. Yeah, he just needs that like one director to give him a chance and be like the leading man. Yeah, like I re- like he's got the look, he's got the talent, like he's got like that charisma to him. Yeah, I I think that he can do it. <laughs> I we believe in you. I believe, I'll make a film and I'll I'll cast you. <laughs> It'll get nothing and nowhere, but <laughs> well, you'll be the lead. Exposure. <laughs> um. So I wanted to highlight somebody a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of I have a few of these, mostly two of them. Um, I have I have the child star that was like set to be like on the path of greatness and then kind of just faltered and really has never gained footing mm-hmm. again. And that is Dakota Fanning. So your your eyes are do you even know who dakota fanning i is? do hold on don't um, just keep talking i'm so gonna look her dakota up dakota fanning really kind of like came into the world with a film called i am sam with sean penn where he where she played his daughter mm-hmm. and he is a mentally disabled father who has i believe like autism or something um and and she won like a bunch of awards. She was nominated. She became like the youngest nominated um, person like ever for I don't know if it was for an Oscar, but it was for like some awards for her acting. Um, and she was a really big deal when she was a kid. And then as she got older, I think there's like a I think a lot of child stars have had this problem mm-hmm. of like maturing into um, into a I don't know how to like just it's so weird to see like you know what's his name from Home Alone oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin yeah like to mm-hmm. like to watch him as in Home Alone and then to see him now it's like so strange and I think like audiences have a hard time being like oh sh- she was in you know she was in, in I Am Sam or she was in Man on Fire and she was like this little sweet girl and that's what they always view her as because she was such a big deal like in the early 90s and early 2000s yeah and then and then you see her become a woman and she might maybe she does like an indie film and like she shows her breasts and everyone's like oh and like it's yeah. just so strange it's it's it's, it's, it's such a hard thing for for an actress or an actor to like mature into their roles and for audiences to be along with them mm-hmm. and i do think that dakota i don't think that she's like i've i've seen like some of her stuff that she's done she did like the voice of caroline yes in that animated film which was a great movie it's a great movie and i think she does a really good job voice acting in it um, she also was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, with, ironically, Bruce Dern. I didn't even, like, think of that. I just made that <laughs> connection right now. Um, and she, you know, she's there and she's kind of doing her thing. And she does, like, a really good job of, like, conveying, like, this kind of creepy weirdo. Um, she was in, like, a Western called Brimstone. Mm-hmm. And I thought that her, I thought her acting, she brought, like, some real kind of warmth and some depth to, like, the film itself. I don't think it was a fantastic film, but I liked her in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I again, like I, I can, I feel like I could mention Brimstone, and nobody would ever, ever even heard of it. Like I nobody, haven't. 
Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. nobody, like nobody knows Brimstone. Um, so I don't know. There's just kind of like that weird thing where, like, I feel like Dakota could really truly be a great actress given the right roles. But I feel like, for whatever reason, studios just don't want to give her the leading roles and stuff because audiences are not for somehow some way are just like not used to her mm-hmm. being an adult. It's, it's so strange. It's hard for like child actors and actresses like just to like transition like that, especially too when you got to think of like their mindset of where it's like their entire life is kind of like work production like going over lines and they don't get like this real time to like be a kid and then that's why like a lot of the times they end up in like their teenage and like young adult years like going crazy. Like yeah. you look at people like Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber that kind of like went off the deep end and now that they've gotten like time to mature a little bit, they kind of like reeled it back and kind of like are able to showcase again like, you know, this is me at a mature state. Yeah. I mean, not really, but right, like, yeah, but it's, I'm more mature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about Dakota a little bit because I think that she's worth talking about. Okay. Um, I have another one where it's again like a little early in his career, but like again... He could skyrocket, um, and that's Riz Ahmed. I think. Oh yeah. I think between Sound of Metal right. that we did last year, which was a fantastic film to showcase that he can be a leading man, mm-hmm. just give him more time to do it. He was the sidekick in Nightcrawler with yep. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He was the bad guy in the Venom movie, um, which I was not a fan of at all. I've, I've mentioned this plenty of times. Is Venom not the bad guy in Venom? No. Oh, Venom was the bad guy. No, Venom they're Is Venom good? No. They're billing him as like an anti-hero, but oh, okay. like but he is the hero of his movies. Yeah. So it's whatever. But um and then he was in Rogue One, the Star Wars story. The only Star Wars story that I think you'll like besides Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um but yeah, like that's the main things that I know him from. But he showed what he can do. Like, I mean, he just won an Oscar too, like for making like this short film. Um, so he has range where it's like outside of acting, like he can create. Right. Um, so it's not just like he's tethered to like one thing, but I think like he really knows what he's doing when it comes to being put in a leading role and bringing forth emotion. Like fuck, like Sound of Metal yeah. was like heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, but and I mean his deliverance of that character is just so mm-hmm. fucking, ugh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason why it won an Oscar, but yeah. like. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, again, like, I'm kind of on the lookout now to see, like, what he does next. Yeah. Because I can see that he has, like, that passion for acting and, like, he can be, like, the top build guy. Yeah. It's just who's going to let him do it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I wanted to talk about one that breaks my heart. Uh-oh. And it always just, every time I think about it, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a man who, in his early 20s, was the leading man mm-hmm. and then fell off entirely. Oh, is it Brandon Fraser? It is Brandon Fraser. Oh, I love Brandon Fraser. Um, I think that Brandon Fraser is incredible. <laughs> he can still do it. I know in my heart he can still do I it. I know in my heart. <laughs> the man was Tarzan, for God's sake. He was sake. Tarzan. He's, the, he's in The Mummy. He's oh. in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. The the uh not the originals but no. the the remakes that before the rock yes um, <laughs> but uh, fuck the mummy man he's so he's good so good as the action adventure star mm-hmm. um and such a looker and then but yeah young Brendan Fraser was just oh. so handsome uh and then he, he just 
he started making some bad film choices. He made some really shitty comedies that didn't really like help him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was pretty much the end of his, like literally like the end of him becoming the leading man was like three movies. It's crazy how the industry, you can be so successful for so long and then you make a few movies that aren't received well and then you're just out. Yeah. Just chews you up and spits you and out. Just, and you're gone. And Brendan Fraser for me has always been like the guy who is like, He's just so cool. Like mm-hmm. you look at him in the mummy, you look at him, like I was saying, and like um in you know, just any adventure film, it's like a young Brendan Fraser should have been the guy. Yeah. Like always. Exactly. Um, and I know that he's like a, a side character in some like weird comic book movie thing where he's like a robot thing. Um let me let me find the name of it because uh is it Doom Patrol? Yes. Yes. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So he plays uh Robot Man, literally that's the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I again, know a little bit of I, Doom Patrol. And I don't think that he's like the main no, the main he's, guy. He's a side character. He's a side character, so it's like okay, again he's getting like kind of put pushed back. I mean, I like that he's working. Yeah, it's good I, that he's I, got something. Yeah, yeah, it makes me happy cuz I just I really like him. Um but he he just I don't know, man. It's like he was the leading man for so long and it made a few bad films and then they just got cut out and like that was it. And I mean, I know that he went through like some, like, I mean, dude, if you watch like modern, like just, Oh yeah, yeah. Like new interviews with him. I mean, he's just like a broken person. Well, he had like it's the so... whole thing with like his divorce, and then he got broke, and then like, and then his I know his mom died, mm-hmm. and like, there's just like a lot it, of things that yeah. like just. It was just a series of unfortunate yeah, events for it him. It really was, and um, and I always and I always hate to see that that Brendan Fraser isn't like. I think, like honestly, like he is to most of our generation. Like, he is kind of, like, that heartbreak moment of, like, we love you, we appreciate you, and we just want you to do better. And it's just, like, <laughs> you we literally saw the fall from grace from him. Yeah, it was very sad. Um, but, I don't know. Bring Brendan Fraser back. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, like, a whole topic for yeah, us. Yeah, Okay. So, my next one may be a little controversial. Oh, um, I like that. He kind of got like more of his start towards like the later part of part of his career. Um, but and I don't know if you're gonna agree with me. This Andy Circus deserves much more. I Andy, like, I feel like Andy Circus is pretty popular. He is, but he's not popular enough. Like he, <laughs> he's he's not popular enough. I'm, and I, I've said this before. I think uh. with like the most underrated that we did. Um, he's still. He's fucking glorious. Like, he's a god when it comes to, like, mocap, like, CGI animations. Like, he is be-all, end-all when it comes to that. Um, But he's still kind of like that C-list actor. Like, you know, most recently, he was Alfred in The Batman. Yes. Which he... Three hours. He didn't get a lot of screen time. No, but Alfred um, never does. <laughs> no, but, like, I, I enjoy the fact that, like, they're kind of making Alfred more of kind of this handyman that like actually helps out batman and not just like a butler basically right, like yeah. he actually knows how to like fight for himself and teaches bruce like how to do most things yeah he was in um black panther right yes he was um the claw right which is a fucking z-list villain yeah that became kind of cool because of andy circus yeah and it's weird because like those are the only two things really that i've seen him in the last like 10 years as actual live action. Like, he was fantastic as Caesar. Um, he was fantastic as Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Right, yeah. He was fantastic as Snook, but that didn't really plan- pan out in, like, the new Star Wars films. Mm. Um, the man can do it. Like, he, from fucking physical, like, 
showcasemanship of his face of like what he can do like just showing emotion yeah is enough to put him at the top of the yeah, bill i think that he would be like a really good guillermo del toro creature mm-hmm. well yeah but like I'm thinking, too, like, live action, the man just with, like, his facial features that, like, he can produce would be fantastic in, like, a a fucking serious drama film. Yeah. Like, he could showcase something. Yeah. I don't know why Andy Serkis isn't as big as he, as he, I don't know. I guess, I I guess I agree with you. I don't know. I (laughs) guess to me, he's more like, hey, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. But I guess to, like, the rest of the world, he probably isn't, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I love him. Like, I think he's great. It's just, I think that, like, he can be that top build like he can be that guy yeah um but nobody's really giving him that shot <laughs> <laughs> all right i wanted to talk about fucking ted levine you know who that is nah i'm talking about buffalo bill himself from the silence of the lambs mm. so uh he literally pretty much made silence of the lambs he was he was like you know one of the best parts of that film and then just went off nothing <laughs> like uh, a bunch of straight to TV films um, that, you know, he made. And then they just went straight to straight to TV for like five or six years. And then he I guess he got himself a little cushiony job on like some. I remember he was on like some law show of like burn notice or something. So one of those style esque like uh, films where he was like a cop or a detective. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like one of one of two main characters there. But again, like I don't I don't know. Like when you're on a TV show, I don't really count that being like the leading like yeah. the leading man. It can help, but it's yeah, not there yeah. yet. Yeah, I think that like you want to be the film star. But I mean, again, you 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 look at Ted Levine and you're like, yeah, fucking Silence of the Lambs. Uh, and then you look at him, you look at him portray a serial killer mm-hmm. in Silence of the Lambs, and you're like, this is one of the most convincing portrayals in my opinion i love buffalo bill he's so good the voice that he does the tuck the tucking in of his penis and dancing around <laughs> yes. and would you fuck me i'd, I'd fuck, fuck me. me and like putting on the makeup and mm-hmm. it puts the lotion on his skin i mean just alone like that one I, I, it, it is so shocking to me that that did not propel his yeah. career <laughs> especially too when you look at like that film as a whole of like right. what it did for everybody right. like everybody in that movie is a fucking star mm-hmm. and for some reason ted levine just like <laughs> did not get on the train it's so but it bothers me so much mm-hmm. uh and i and i feel like from that one uh that one acting uh portrayal alone he proved himself to be a really good actor mm-hmm and it just didn't work out. So strange. It's so weird. It bothers me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> we could almost do like a full conversation too on like just actors that like what happened to them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was thinking too, like the whole Brandon Fraser thing, like easy. Yeah. Talk about it. Fucking. We could Nicholas talk Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one that I have. Okay. And then I guess, I don't know, depending on how many you have. I'll I, do I have a few that I'll like kind of bust out. Okay. Um, my last one. I said the big one for last. Keith David. Keith David. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah, talked yeah. about this man a decent amount of times. If not on on the podcast to you in general, yeah. the man has the best voice in the business, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> just absolutely gold. What about James Earl Jones? Yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, okay, that's it though. Okay. That's, that's what he's got. Uh, you know, well, what no, Keith... he was uh, in um, he was the dad in the Lion King. Oh which, yeah, yeah, 
which I will say, everybody, if you if you've been keeping track, I don't watch any Disney films. I've have you watched that yet? I have seen The Lion King. Oh, it's about a few fucking days time. ago. You liked it? It was pretty good. Yeah, you got damn right. I will it's say Shakespeare. Though, I will say that it happens. It, it all happens very fast. Mm-hmm. Where like Simba, like he's like, hey, he learns that you've seen Lion yeah, King, right? Of course. So like he he I'm like, not you. He <laughs> he learns about like um, Scar and mm-hmm. like how how like the plant like the world is all desolate and everything's yeah. like going to shit. And then he's just like, oh okay, let's go change this. And then all of a sudden he just like infiltrates and then he's in. And then mm-hmm. it, and then it's like okay, the change has happened and then it's over. Like it happens all very fast. But those first um, fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. Long live the king, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, no, it was very cool. <laughs> and now um, you got to watch two and three and one and a half and then four. And then the new and then live the, action yes. sort of ones. And then the weird TV show with all their kids. <laughs> You're yeah, hooked now. I think I'll, I think I'll just stay to one. Okay, uh, that's fair. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, like Keith David, man, like he was the side character in They Live, um, which you hated, but my God, that fucking ten minute fight scene with him and Roddy Roddy Piper, is just great. He was the sidekick in The Thing, which, right, yeah. again, was amazing because it's like you have that standoff at the end of, like, who's actually the alien and who's not. He's the goddamn president in Rick and Morty right now. Okay. Which, at least give him something to do. Um, He was in Riddick. I don't know if you ever watched Gargoyles as a kid. No. Um, He was, like, the main character in that, which, again, like, it's just his voice is so powerful. When we did um, Princess Mononoke, he was the boar king. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. And yeah, then, yeah, he does like a lot of anime, like dub over. Exactly. He? And then, like, my favorite thing that he's done is it ran for only like two years, but uh, Todd McFarlane made an animated Spawn show and he voiced Spawn. Mm. And it just fits so well with like how dark and gritty Spawn is. And it sucks because it's like they never got to a full point of like flushing out the story like more than I think like I want to say more than like 10 issues of the actual run. Yeah. But like for what it was like he actually really really improved the show like he was the star of it for me. And I know he's older now like if nothing else bill him as like more of the top guy for voiceover work. Yeah. But like he's shown enough over the years that like he can do everything. Yeah, like he can he can probably do great as a comedy actor. <laughs> like if nothing else, give him a couple of comedy roles and see what he can do. But like still, like he he's great. Yeah, he deserves a little bit more. <laughs> At least fucking put him in the Hall of Fame or something. <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, is there a Hall of Fame for actors? I don't know. <laughs> All right, um, I wanted to shout out uh, Christian Slater. So Christian mm. Slater. Probably truthfully, like if you look at his IMDb, the first thing that pops up is True Romance. Yeah, and and then after that, it's like Mr. Robot. <laughs> so like he never really became like I, I look at I looked at Christian Slater uh, Christian Slater in True Romance. And I'm mm-hmm. like I really like him a lot. I think that he delivers um, a very convincing. I like the way that he delivers dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a good amount of Mr. Robot. I never finished it. I, I don't even, I don't think I even finished the first season. So by a good amount, I mean like probably like four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really enjoyed his portrayal of like he, the way that he delivers his lines and says his dialogue, it really truly feels like it's just a guy talking, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is the biggest compliment you can yeah, give an actor. Because like he doesn't feel like he's just 
saying his lines. Mm-hmm. He really feels like these are his thoughts and this is how he's saying them. And and I've always liked him. And even in um in True Romance, when you when you look at him and whether it's he's got like great comedic delivery, mm-hmm. like very, very good comedic delivery in True Romance. But he also like gives you the goods with playing um, you know, like a kind of like a crazy guy. There's a there, have you seen True Romance? We did True Romance. Oh, there you go. So then <laughs> the great fucking scene of like him in the elevator, like yes. holding the gun out on the mm-hmm. cop. And he's like, he's like, I'll fucking blow your head off. Or like the great line of like, he's like, do I look like a, like a blonde with big tits and an <laughs> ass that tastes like a cherry milkshake or whatever he's he says. Got, he's got like a very kind of like more toned down, more like, uh, like earthbound Jim Carrey to me. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like feels like yeah exactly like that's a, i think that's a really good like comparison like he he doesn't go quite that far mm-hmm. but i think that the crazy that he delivers is very good the comedy that he delivers i think is very very good and for whatever reason again like he's a name that you know mm-hmm. and and that people kind of be like oh yeah christian slater but like i feel like it's just like one of those names that just that you know yeah and then you're like, okay, name me something that he was in. And you're like, uh, like <laughs> true uh, romance. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Robot. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like he never really became like the leading man. And when he was the leading man, I did some research again. It's like these movies that like nobody fucking knows mm-hmm. that has like, you know, a three out of five or uh, excuse me, like a three out of 10 or whatever. It's like, eh, like all yeah. these <laughs> movies that nobody really cares about. Um, and I think that Christian Slater is a decent actor, and I wish mm-hmm. that he was more. I wish that he, like, back in his prime, he really was. But hey, man, there's still time for you. He's still um, got time. I wanted to shout out Pam Greer mm-hmm. from, yes. which we know her mostly from uh, Jackie Brown. Of she course. plays Jackie Brown. Uh, but she was really big in the 70s and the mm-hmm. 80s of, like, those kind of, like, black ex- exploitation films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched a bunch of trailers, like, doing the research. Yeah. And I mean,. You can just see the charisma it's from her. It's just so good, man. Mm. When it's like, it's like, yo, this chick ain't got no dive to jive. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just so corny and over the top. Mm-hmm. And her being like, like, and she was like a big deal in these like B list movies yeah. of, and these like exploitation films. And like her just fucking throwing these high kicks of like, you know, these really cheesy like karate moves. <laughs> yes. I was like, yo, that's, that's fun. And like, that's cool. It's kind of like on the level of, um, what's his name from evil dead, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell from mm-hmm. evil dead. It's like, you know, he's a big deal, but only to like the B list. Yes, exactly. Um, but I do feel like in Jackie Brown, she delivers a performance that is worthy of being recognized. Exactly. Uh, like, and it sucks too, that that's like on the lower totem pole of tarantino films because i really enjoy jackie i brown. love jackie brown i think t- jackie brown is a great film it's one of my favorites of his mm-hmm. uh i i like it better than reservoir dogs truthfully mm. I, I don't really like reservoir dogs i know i like reservoir dogs, but it, it, it's fine <laughs> yeah it's fine. just not as good as jackie brown i don't think so i love jackie brown and yeah it's like i think that she delivers a hell of a performance mm-hmm. and and again that was the resurgence of her too which which is what is tarantino is known for of course is like kind of resurging but even like after that she doesn't really hasn't done much like since that like is really really like noteworthy that mm-hmm. i can think of yeah um and then, ironically enough, I did um, I did Christian Slater. So then I want, and then it kind of reminded me of Patricia Arquette, who mm-hmm. played Alabama mm-hmm. in True Romance. Yeah, um, daughter to David Arquette. <laughs> Is that accurate? 
Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> Just same last name. Yeah, they're probably related. Um, <laughs> so Patricia Arquette, like she did, she she is sort of in that realm of like, like could have been something like well like she is more of a you know of a name like you know like people know her more um i know that she was in that film boyhood where she played the mom um she was in again true romance mm-hmm. uh but she really really surprised me where she played the mom in a film called the act oh, excuse me not a film a show called the act mm-hmm. where she played the mother of a girl who the mom was like it's based on a true story and she was like poisoning her daughter and making mm. her believe that she was sick even though she actually really wasn't she was being told that she was sick essentially and oh, she cool. was like yeah no not cool <laughs> uh, and like she she played she played the mom and she did such a good fucking job it's like wow patricia arquette you're so talented and then again you look at like a lot a lot of her shit and it's just like okay a lot of like movies that no one's heard of a lot of like you know a, a, an appearance or two on a tv show mm-hmm. um and now she's in a in a in a uh, on a show called Severance, which apparently is very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it, um, but it's got um, Adam is, Scott in it. Is that the Apple TV show? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about that. I think yeah. fucking M. Night Shyamalan directs it. Did he? I, I think he did. Uh, directors. Ben Stiller. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, and maybe he, maybe he's like a producer or something mm-hmm. on it. It seems like probably something that he would be somewhat involved in. Um, but again, like she's not like a huge, like she's not like even on the top like four on there. But I don't know. I've always liked Patricia Arquette, and back in the day, she was so banging, she was so attractive, mm-hmm. and like you would think that she had like everything. Like she had the looks, mm-hmm. she had you know the the talent, and it just just never really became like a like a real real household name. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what happened with Tara Reid. Yeah. So like it's just like strange. Um, but I liked, I like Patricia Arquette and I mm-hmm. think that she deserves more leading roles. Um, and apparently we believe everybody on these, on our list to deserve more leading roles. Yeah. I have if a I had to choose of... my number one, Brendan Fraser, always Brendan oh, Fraser. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> From my list, probably Caleb. Yeah. Caleb I like Jones. Like he's, he's got that it yeah, factor but the thing to me, is, man. So the thing about Caleb though, is that he's so young. Like, exactly. He's, he's still got so he's, much time. Well, that's the thing though, is like, he's got so much time to like, He's got improve. so much time to either be somebody, so either like really, really become mm-hmm. the, the you know a leading man, or ten years from now we do a video or uh, an episode on like what happened to this one. Yeah, it's like ah, I did. Mm-hmm. He never really capitalized. Yeah, but I like him a lot. I have like three honorable mentions okay. too. Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie. Yeah. Um, again, kind of like a thing where it's like you know she's still like young in her career. But she's doing, like, she's still just kind of, like, the side character. Yeah, she like, ne- she's never, like, a leading role. Yeah, like, Jojo Rabbit, like, most recently Power of the Dog, which I don't know if you saw. I did I not. Did. I did not really love Power of the Dog. Oh, really? I, I really like Power of the Dog I gotta, a lot. So I watched it in two parts. I think that's my problem is I got to go wa- back and watch it again because um, I was just tired. Like, I, I fell asleep, like, halfway through the film, and I was like, I got to turn this off and go back in later. Yeah. Um, And then she was the main character in Last Night in Soho, but... Like she was, yes. Mm-hmm. But like she, she can get more. She can do more. She was in the the King with Timothy Chalamet. She played yep. like his sister or something. Mm-hmm. But again, like so, like yeah, just like a very one off like scene. Exactly. Um, I like Rami Malek. I know you don't really like him. Um, I don't. I know you don't. But like, I think from because you brought it up, Mr. Robot. Like he he has like that range. Like he can do stuff. It's hey, just he played. Uh, he just played what's his name and um. 
He played a fucking... We played Freddie Mercury, right, Freddie and then Mercury. he just played the main villain for one of the James Bonds films. Yeah. Um, which I really liked. I thought that was a good movie. That was no Time the, to Die. Yeah, No Time to Die. Yeah, spoiler, he had time to die. Yeah, there, were, there was... There was time. There's clearly time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then final one, like, you, you brought it up and I remembered, uh, Bruce Campbell... Yeah, the man is just great. Yeah, um, he again, he's like he's like a big deal to us, but like yes. nobody else cares about exactly. him. Exactly, like he doesn't. I think have he to... actually was in Burn Notice. Oh yeah, t- he was. TV yeah, show. he was, he was a... like the sidekick again, mm-hmm. but not the main guy, of course. Yeah, but he can do more. Yeah, uh, I always I always appreciate Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. More That's Bruce it. Campbell can always be good. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, I have a recommendation. Okay. Um. So, as you probably have been aware, uh. Last year, I I I, I went a little MIA for some mm. medical problems. Yeah. Um, and so scrapbooking is what you're going to recommend. <laughs> no. Uh, so I wanted to highlight a brand called Ray Wellness. R A E Wellness. They um they pretty much are just a, a company that makes like multivitamins and probiotics and pre prebiotics and collagen pills and blah, blah 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 blah. But I will say though uh, that I that I did start taking their pre and probiotics, mm-hmm. and my stomach has like been so much better really like so much better um and then i tried they have like just they have a an in the mood which helps uh specific that so that's for women i don't take that but my girlfriend has taken that and then i will say that uh it it it, it seems to be working (laughs) um and yeah and i mean she's also tried the pre and probiotic and she's like honestly like like as soon as i take it like i just feel better Mm mm-hmm um, and maybe it's like a placebo effect a maybe. little bit, but at the same time, I will say that for me, it's definitely not like there is visible. <laughs> it's like an actual thing of well, like, that's hey, the thing too, my stomach is, like, is way better. Yeah. Like you've had like so many instances where it's like, you know, doctors would say like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And like you went through all these times of like feeling just shitty and like the fact that you have something that like immediately yeah. is making you feel better. I don't think that's a placebo thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, like it just helps so much. Um, so I, I think that they're like, so the way that I do it is I purchase them through their website. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of like a, they ship it every month to me and I get it. Um, I know that they're available at target. Um, and again, they have like a bunch of different stuff. So like, I think that it, they are worth checking out. Um, and if you are having some stomach problems or if you, if you are prone stomach issue, maybe check out their pre and probiotics because, mm-hmm. uh, they have, they help me out a lot. Um, and I can live a normal life again, which is cool. I like that. <laughs> Snowboard uh, city. Here we come. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to recommend them. I think that they make some really good products. And, um, I think that, uh, nobody talks about wellness, health, health <laughs> <laughs> enough. That's not true. Everybody talks about it. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to, I just wanted to highlight them. I think that they make some good shit. Um, I wanted to do a film, a little indie film, Ooh. um, called, Short Term 12. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this. I don't know. Oh, if God, no. I never hear anything that you talk about. Yes, good. <laughs> uh, so, hey, I like to be the guy who, who who delivers the deep cuts. I mean, that's the fucking thing is like you do all the indie stuff. I do all like the name yeah. brand shit. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we have a good we have a good balance. So the film is called Short Term 12. Um, and I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I saw it when it debuted back in 2013, mm-hmm. but I remember really, really loving it, and I haven't watched it since. So I'm excited to see if it's if it still holds up. But I'm I think that we're gonna like it. Okay. Um. So short term twelve, check it out. Uh, and we'll be back at you guys next week. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.